You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Barrow. The best in the business is back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Hi, Nate. Hey, Mike. Hey. You know, Hi. we get to talk about one of our favorite players in all of fantasy football today. Just a reminder, we don't hate players. We hate values here at the Dynasty Rewind. And you know what? Let's just get right into it. Today, we're talking about buy, sell, hold, and my favorite, avoid. I do want to remind everybody before we get into it, free seven-day trials of our Patreon, Discord, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Not one day, not two, not three, seven. And if you just want some bonus pods without all the fluff, you can head on over to Spotify, become a Spotify premium subscriber. $4.99 a month gets you all of our bonus podcasts. Um, Come check it out. I think you will like what you hear. So let's talk about this. Buy, sell, hold, avoid. It wasn't Mike. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Like I said, last pot, I'm still getting over this cold. My apologies. The Dynasty Rewind favorite, Drake London. Ladies and gentlemen, your wide receiver, 36 on the season, 69 catches, 905 yards, and two touchdowns. He took a step back, Nate. He was wide receiver 31 in 2022. He took a step back. Maybe, but he also maybe took a step forward because last year he was wide receiver 43 in points per game. And this year, wide receiver 42 in points per game. So consistency, but hey, one spot at a time in 10 years. He'll be a top 36 wide receiver. Woo, we're excited. Wow. That's that's really great, man. That's Tell me how great the economy is now while you're at it. So let's get <laughs> this London one. in this economy. Let's get this one over with. <laughs> Go ahead. What are you doing? Buying, selling? Now, you know what? We're not. We're not selling Drake London, Mike. I'm not selling Drake London either. Neither you, one of us is selling Drake London. No. I know. Not. I know you people listening and watching. You're happy to hear that because we see it in the comments all the time. Why do you hate Drake London? Why do you hate Drake London? Why doesn't he score fantasy points? That's my question back to you. It's because of Arthur Smith, and Arthur Smith is gone. Now is when we buy into Drake London, yeah. but I'm not buying just yet. I'm holding if I had any shares. I'm cautiously buying if there's an opportunity for me. Okay. Look, coming coming into the season, like Bob mentioned on the live stream, people were trashing us for saying that, hey, I don't want to spend two first-round picks on Drake London. People were saying two first-round picks was a buy low for Drake London. You shouldn't spend two first-round picks for anyone on the Atlanta Falcons offense this year, maybe even Bijan. But moving forward... I like the offensive pieces around there. And this year, 69 receptions, 905 yards, and two touchdowns. Look, last year he had 72 receptions for 866 yards and four touchdowns, essentially the same season. He did this in one of the worst offensive situations in the entire league. So any difference, we should see a 1,000-yard receiver out of Drake London. We should see hopefully more than four or two touchdowns in the season. I'm hoping for with his frame and his contested catchability, I mean, looking at maybe eight touchdowns, that would be something I'd be looking for. I'd be, so I'd if be we can get 80 to 90 receptions, a thousand something yards, eight touchdowns, Mike, Drake London could finally be that top 24 wide receiver that everyone's been trying to peg him for for the past two years. So this is the time to maybe cautiously be buying. You know, a late first, I would move for Drake London. 
because looking at the wide receivers coming into this class, I like a lot of them, but Drake London's very talented and now he's going into a better position um, in better situations. So a late first is what I'd be buying him for if I get the good value there. Um, some other wide receivers I might move for Drake London right now. George Pickens, I'm not super high on either long term. Yeah. I think that's going to be maybe one of the new terrible offensive situations in the NFL. It, it already awesome. has been for a couple of years, but it might be one of the worst moving forward. Um, Debo Samuel, I think you might be able to move Debo for Drake London, maybe something on top with how Debo performed this year. Or Christian Watson in a second round pick, I would move for Drake London. I add a second round pick to Christian Watson for Drake London. That's how much I now believe in Drake London, just like I did believe, believe in him before. But now the situation's changed. Talent doesn't change, but situations do. Now we're buying back in. When I say when we say things, I'm holding, by the way. Like, we don't hate players. We hate values. You got to look at it. You could have had Adam Thielen for a fourth-round draft pick. He was wide receiver 17 on this past year. He had 103 catches on a terrible, terrible offense, an offense that was worse than the Atlanta Falcons. You could have bought DeAndre Hopkins cheaper deandre hopkins on the tennessee titans had 75 catches for a thousand 57 yards Jaden reed as a rookie was wide receiver 25 rasheed rice was a better value wide receiver 27 guys this is what we're talking about when we're saying we don't hate players we hate values because two seconds for drake london do you want to win now or do you want to win in two years did you want to win your championship last year or when arthur smith inevitably got fired these are the things we are talking about now is the time to hold a player like drake london to buy a player like drake london for the players that nate was talking about now we're all in last year i wasn't because I wanted to win that money last year. Yeah. Okay. I like fantasy so, points, Mike. I do. I do too. And I think, you know, and obviously, of course, it's all dependent. And the, the reason I'm holding is because if I sell, I'm not going to get what I want. I feel yeah. if I try to buy, I won't be able to get him as cheap as I want because I want to know who the coordinator is there. I want to know who the head coach is. I would really love to know who the quarterback is as well. That's another big one because if it's Desmond Ritter, it's not Desmond Ritter. Don't do that again to me. I can't watch. I, I did watch some Falcons this year and I'm like, my God. <laughs> Kudos to you guys for giving him a chance, though. You know what? You draft him in the third round. You wanted to see what you had. But I think you and I were texting about it, Nate. Marcus Mariota would have been better with the Falcons than Desmond Ritter. I, I don't know about that. Marcus Mariota wasn't very good either. Well, Desmond Ritter wasn't very good as well. So. Now, leave me alone about Drake London, everybody. So let's go to the next buy, sell, hold the void candidate. DK Metcalf, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, you're doing a lot of holding in the offseason so far. So tell me why you were doing that. Yep, I'm holding DK Metcalf because I think his value is at a pretty pretty solid point right now where I'm not getting a value by buying him. I'm not really getting much value either by selling him right now. I think he's just a hold because DK, at this point, I think he is what he is. And that's not a bad thing. But – you know, for a while then we, we thought, hey, DK, he reached wide receiver 10 his second season in the league. And we're like, DK is one of those guys. He's going to be a top 10 wide receiver year in and year out. Well, over the past two seasons, past three seasons, um, 2021, he was wide receiver 20. 2022, he was wide receiver 24. And just this year, he was wide receiver 19, all in points per game. So at this point, I think we got DK Metcalf pegged for about wide receiver 20 year in and year out. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is consistency right there. He's a very good wide receiver. He's going to be consistent. But JSN is there. And I think JSN going into next year is going to be the number one wide receiver target-wise. I expect DK Metcalf to have more yards, more touchdowns, 
But with that, less receptions. He's going to be used down the field. That's where he was used this year. Um, a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about um, how DK Metcalf has actually been used much farther down the field in less attempts, but his efficiency has gone up with that. And I think that's what the Seattle Seahawks like to do with DK Metcalf at this point. You know, use him in his strengths. Don't just pepper him with targets, uh, but use him down the field to win contested catches. Use his speed to get behind the defenses. Uh, and it's working out really well. So they have JSN now there as well. Tyler Lockett's still kicking as well. So DK, not a consistent top 10 guy like we maybe thought, but a consistent top 20, top 25 guy with upside week in and week out to give you some really big games. So I'm holding right now, valued pretty fairly. I would sell for like an early mid pick, not an early first, but like an early mid, like a, like a 105, 106, I'd, I'd sell yeah. there. Um, but I'd also buy for a late first. You offer me DK Metcalf for the 110, I'm going to gobble that up. So he's just somewhere there, like between the, the 106 and the 110 is his value. Uh, if I had to, to peg him for a pick there. And I, I like that. I like what we we're getting with DK Metcalf. You know what you're getting with him if if you don't want to re-roll the dice with the rookie class. But also if you want to shoot for a guy that maybe has some consistent top 10 upside, like a Malik Neighbors or Romo Dunze, you know, that's maybe the move you make. So I can go either way with DK Metcalf. I, I like where his value is right now. You know, my my choice here is sell-ish. Because I would like to keep DK Metcalf. I'd like to hold. But if I feel that I can move on from him and you know there's values that of a mid first round pick like you you touched on and i could get a malik neighbors who i like better a mm-hmm. romo dunze who i also like better sorry uh washington bring it home that's who i wanted to have win the championship actually the championship game i wanted for college was uh texas washington i did not get that denied yet again mm-hmm. you know guys who i think have higher ceilings than him right now hey i'm old enough to remember when dk metcalf was a consensus top five wide receiver in dynasty fantasy football so to be fair i would sell him to draft these players if i didn't think that i could secure one of those guys i would most likely hold him he was wide receiver 21 this past season and i think nate like you touched on that's kind of what his range is just going to be um but i would take um if it was a late first and then maybe if i could get a third on top of it if it had to be a fourth i would consider doing that Um, i would also consider selling him for a younger up-and-coming wide receiver do you think right now with Tank Dell being hurt, we do Tank Dell plus a little bit? Possibly, but it's the off season. So, you know, once the off season hits an injury like that, like a broken bone, you know, it's not necessarily going to drop his value as much as some other injuries because he's not going to miss any additional time at this point. You know, he's not, not in your lineup anymore. You can put him in your lineup now if you want to, yeah. um, he, he's going to play next year. So I, I don't think tank tanks value is dipping that much more than it is right now. Um, the time to buy tank was probably about two or three weeks ago. I'm going to give you sell him. two players. I don't think you could do it straight up, but would you move DK Metcalf for either Nico Collins or Michael Pittman Jr.? Uh, so we actually had a Patreon ask uh, this weekend, um, DK or Nico. And uh, Bob and I both answered pretty quickly. And the, our, our consensus answer was basically whichever one you can get something on top of. Um, we have them ranked pretty, pretty fairly, but you know, if, if I can get Nico plus, I obviously want that. But I think I might lean Nico here because Me too. CJ Stroud, I like him more than whatever quarterback is going to be playing for the Seahawks moving forward. I think Gino might still be there another year, but I don't think we have Gino there long term. Um, not that DK Metcalf's there long term. I think he only has two years left on his deal. He signed his contract, but he'd be able to hit free agency when he was 28 in his prime. So 
there's some opportunity there as well. But Smart Nico man. creates a lot of yards after the catch. I love guys that can create their own yards. And what about Michael Pittman Jr.? Michael Pittman Jr., I, I might stick with DK Metcalf there. I'm not as okay. huge of a uh, fan as uh, Michael Pittman Jr. I still obviously think he's very talented. But he's going to be a free agent this year. I expect him to stick with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So do he does that. I, I like the potential of Anthony Richardson. But with Josh Downs there being a pretty decent wide receiver as well, is Anthony Richardson going to be able to support uh, both of them? Alec Pierce had a little bit of a breakout this year as well. Um, I, I like Michael Pittman Jr., but I just wonder about the target competition there. But, hey, we got that with DK as well. So it's it's pretty much a toss-up, toss but I'll lean DK in that, that instance. All right. Let's move on to the next guy, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, George Pickens. And then Bob put on here, why do we hate George Pickens? I don't feel like we hate George Pickens. It's probably me because I'm always selling George Pickens and all of these scenarios. He's a Ravens fan, everybody. What do you expect? That would be like me selling a Cowboys player constantly. Uh, it's just because Mike goes back to the same thing. It's just value. I was a huge fan of George Pickens coming out of the first round, um, you know, in, in our rookie drafts. But at this point, you know, Deontay's there. Deontay's a target hog. Uh, George Pickens, though, this year broke a thousand yards, looked pretty good. Um, I don't hate Pickens. Um, he was impressive this year. Like I said, broke a thousand yards. I just don't like the Steelers offense moving forward. I just, we just talked about with Drake London and how the Falcons offense really held him back. I don't think the Steelers offense is going to do a ton for George Pickens moving forward, especially if uh, Deontay is healthy. He only played in 13 games this season and a couple of those games he did not finish. Um, obviously Pickens was wide receiver 28 this year. So that's pretty solid for his second season, but I think that's going to be kind of where he is as well. I think this is kind of the, the ceiling for George Pickens in this current scenario. So until the scenario changes, I am holding George Pickens or selling if I can get some uh, wide receivers that I like more uh, around his value. Okay, perfect. You know what I'm going to do? Buy. Oh, you're buying them. Now, before you call me a hypocrite for selling one wide receiver to DK Metcalf for another one, I feel as though, Nate, call me crazy. George Pickens has supplanted Deontay Johnson as the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. He's also four years younger. He is younger. Is right now. And like I said, we don't hate players. We hate values. Pickens' value is currently a little bit lower than what I expected. He also led the NFL last year, Nate, with 18.1 yards per reception. With having quarterbacks that don't have very strong arms. Well, Trubisky has a strong arm. He just likes a strong arm to the other team. Um and I think right now his value is closer to that of a late first than a mid first, which I like. Mm-hmm. DK's value is still that of a mid first. Um, so I would try to move on from players that are getting older, aging out a little bit. You know, his he's valued around guys like Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup. So we're talking, I'm getting considerably younger. His production could be closer to that of a Mike Evans. I'm not saying he's the next Mike Evans. Stop it. But he just broke a thousand yards. He did break a thousand yards. Mike Evans. Pretty Mike Evans of him. Put the guy in the Hall of Fame just right now, if you can. I love Mike Evans. He's great. Um, do you think we could do any of these guys straight up? Diggs, Evans. Yeah, I'll I'll trade you George Pickens right now for Stephon Diggs. I'd make that trade eight days a week. Well, I was saying, Nate, I think we could get a little bit on top of that too. Even if it was, I mean, maybe, but people are down to Fon Diggs. Actually, I had, a, I had a note that I missed on my my part of the show sheet, and I said his value is pretty similar to Jaden Reed, Stephon Diggs, Devonte Adams, Mike Evans. I like all of those guys more than George Pickens. Okay. If I'm a competitive team, um, you know, I, I think those guys are more likely to give me you know top wide receiver 
finishes next year. It, it, a lot of it is because of the offense. Like looking at this offense, maybe it gets better, but it's just the inconsistency from Pickens right now for me. Look, he had five games over 100 yards, but nine games under 50 yards, Mike. That is a, quite the range of outcome for Pickens. And I don't blame him all for it. I blame the offense for it. But going back to the Drake London conversation, not a good offense, it's hard to score fantasy points. My next point was, with the new offensive coordinator and consistent <laughs> quarterback play, I think he could be a very high-end wide receiver too. Could push to be a wide receiver one. I don't think Adam Thielen will be riding the wide receiver one coattails like he was for a considerable stretch of time. You better find also, a good quarterback over there. Yeah, I was also uh, I'd say, I was saying I'd pay a late first for George Pickens too. You know, a lot of times you just won the championship or you were close. You don't like what's on the the board there. Move that pick for a guy like George Pickens. I think that's a decent move to make bolster up your wide receiver room. So, all right, we're in disagreement here. That's okay. It's okay to be wrong, Nate. <laughs> hey, look, Nate and I are always constantly wrong. We're married. We know what it's all about. So, <laughs> hang tight. After a word from our sponsors, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody, and let's talk about our next player, and that is our scrub pick'em of the week. Not so scrub as yeah. Cleveland Browns tight end David Njoku. Nate, you're just a big hold guy today, but I'm holding today too okay. on David Njoku. What do you got for me though? Yeah, David Njoku. I believe he was tight end six or seven on the season. I got um, the stats right there. They go tight end six. Right yep. there. Um, look, I'm I'm holding because I'm not buying and I'm not selling. I'm just I'm just it's somewhere in the middle. Because I like what David Njoku did this year. 120 targets, 81 catches, 882 yards, and six touchdowns. 7.5 yards after the catch per reception, which was best in the NFL for tight ends. So you got a tight end that's creating a lot of yards himself. And it's not like the Cleveland Browns offense was very good this year um, until Flacco stepped in. So what David Njoku did this year was pretty impressive. But the thing is, Deshaun Watson doesn't really throw to tight ends. He doesn't. Sean Watson's going to be the starting quarterback for them next year, which they have a lot of money that's going to have him be the starting quarterback for a while. Yeah. I don't know if David Njoku is going to see the same kind of production, um, you know, just the same kind of volume, in fact. Look, they got Amari Cooper there. They got Elijah Moore there, who they traded for. I fully expect them to bring somebody else. And they got Cedric Tillman, who they uh, traded DPJ away for so that they could get him some more snaps. So there's, there's a little bit of competition there. And I just wonder how much that passing offense overall is going to look like next year? What's the volume going to be for that passing offense? Are they going to throw the ball 30, 40 times a game? Or it's going to be closer to 20 because they have such good defense. And if it's closer to 20, 25, then it's a little bit harder for David Njoku to really have a top season. So there's just a lot of question marks with the Browns offense that I have, specifically around volume and if Deshaun Watson's actually going to throw to the tight end or not. Because he didn't really do a lot of that in Houston when he was there. So I think he could be a low tight end one next year. I like David Njoku, but I just have not been convinced enough by the situation once again to buy him, but I like him too much to sell him. So I'm just going to hold on. And I, the only thing I have to add is, you know, I know there's a lot of young prospects out there for the tight end, uh, tight end position. Wow. Couldn't think of that one. I think he definitely has another potential tight end one season next year. So I'm holding as well. That's, all I really have to add to what you said, but let's move on. We talked about him before we mentioned him. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs. Nate, what are you doing? Yeah, with Stephon Diggs, I am buying. All right, and we're going to go ahead and disagree. I am buying him for George Pickens, apparently. All right. 
Yeah, let's do it. Look, he's Gabe Dave. He's Gabe Davis. Josh Allen's wide receiver one, and Gabe Davis is going to be a free agent this year. Now, Mike, I know you've talked about before. You expect the Bills to re-sign Gabe Davis. I do. I I wouldn't be super surprised if they did, but you know what? They really like Khalil Shakir over there, and he had a pretty good year. He broke 500 yards. I believe he broke like 600 Khalil yards Shakir actually. Two as well. So we'll see what happens over there. But uh, Stefan Diggs, 16.1 points per game this year, still finished as a top 10 wide receiver. Mike, this is his fourth season in a row of 150 plus targets, 100 plus receptions, 1,000 plus yards, and eight touchdowns. And in fact, it's actually 1,100 yards plus in each of the last four seasons. Stephon Diggs is consistent. I'm sorry he had a letdown to the end of the season as the Bills decided to run the ball more. But Stephon Diggs is still one of the best wide receivers in this league. He's still under 30. He's a guy I want to go out and target. Look, his value is so deflated right now. We just talked about David Njoku. On keep trade cut, he's pretty close to David Njoku. Um, I would much rather have Stephon Diggs on my team. Uh, but David Njoku, because I think I can replace David Njoku a little bit easier than Stefan Diggs in the 16 points per game that he can give me on a down year. So I like Stefan Diggs. I'm buying him. I've always been a fan. Ridley in a second I would pay for Stefan Diggs. I'm not a big fan of Ridley right now. I think Stefan Diggs can give us another top 12 season next year. He did it last year. did it this year. did the year before that. Why can't he do it again? I don't see any reason why not. Josh Allen is a great quarterback. Uh, he should have some regression back to the mean next year as well uh, with that passing offense. So give me Stefan Diggs. Mike, what are you selling him to me for? I'm selling him to you for a late first because I think he's going to be a wide receiver two next year. And here's why. He has lowest yardage total since 2019. He had uh, 1,183, and in 2019 he had 1,130. Like I said, I think they re-signed Gabe Davis. They got Kincaid. They got Shakir. Is it his time to move on? If so, the situation could be better. It could be worse. So I want to sell high while I can. Yeah. All right. I mean, there was some there was some tension there this offseason. That seems, you know what, with these alpha wide receivers, you get that every year. It's just like that's the unless you're doing sit-ups in the driveway, I really don't pay attention to the tension with the wide receiver thing because that's just how wide receivers are. Yeah. Mike, I think there's some listeners out there who might be too young to know about why a wide receiver would be doing sit-ups in the driveway. <laughs> Terrell Owens, the whole thing. Um, yeah, I guess. I'll look it up. Show me. Terrell Owens, sit-ups, driveway. Uh, that's when things started to fall apart. <laughs> For that. So. All right. Okay. So let's do buy, sell, hold, avoid. And let's talk about 2024 second-round picks. Nate, this is where I think you're going to get good value on running backs next year. But tell me what yeah. your thoughts are. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm buying second-round picks right now. Look. This is the time to buy picks. You know, obviously the time to buy picks was probably a couple months ago, but picks are just going to get more expensive. It's going to get more expensive. So you can find, if you can find somebody willing to move all picks this early in the offseason, take advantage. Look, right now you can get second round picks. I can take any second round pick for Jerome Ford, Romeo Dubs, Keaton Mitchell right now. I'm trying to move off some players like that, just any kind of second round pick. Uh, for early second round picks, can I get Calvin Ridley moved off of for a second round pick? Deontay Johnson. Jahan Dotson, my man, if I can get an early second, mid-second for him, I'm looking to re-roll the dice again because, Mike, I yeah. like this second round. And I know you do too because we can get some fun names. There's some uh, relevant running backs who I think are going to be sitting there in the second round available because there's not really that top, top-end top talent at the running back position this year in the draft class. So we're not going to see a lot of them in the first round, which means a lot of them are going to fall to the second, early, mid-second. And if you need to re-up 
your running back depth, which I'm sure just about everybody does because I went on keep trade cut today and I was going down the running back list. And after about 25, I started saying, ooh, 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 no, no, drop, 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 drop. So if you can find some running backs in the second round, it's going to be worth your time. Go and see if you can get yourself some second round picks right now. There's also some wide receivers I really like, Devontae Walker, Xavier Worthy, Jonathan. Yes. Um, Adonai Mitchell, probably going to be there in the second round as well. Another guy I really like. Let's go get him. Let's go get those second round picks. I'm holding uh, for now, for now, by the way. And Tez Walker is going to be a guy that I have a lot of. And here's the thing. I think the problem with the running back class is this. Trevion Henderson, as of this recording, has yet to declare. I still don't know what he's doing yet. Hey, Quinshawn uh, Junkins did transfer to Ohio State. I don't know if you saw that. And they, I did hear something where they talked about they would be more than happy working together. I did hear that as well. I was happy working with Sam at my last job, but mm. let's be honest, I was happy to get a paycheck there. Um, I did the quotey fingers for those of you listening on audio. <laughs> Back to the matter is this. What people do not like is we don't know who the running back one is like we did last year, and we won't know who the running back one is until the NFL draft, and fantasy football players need to know now. That's why the narrative is this running back class is bad, because guess what? It's really not. If you think this running back class is bad, you haven't watched Bucky Irving. You haven't watched Cody Schrader. You haven't watched Trey Benson, who I like, too. It's early. These things are subject to change. I am challenging you right now, listeners and viewers of this channel, of this podcast. Break the narrative. Get off Twitter. Get off Reddit. Get off wherever. Look at some of these running backs. If you want to know who you should look at, DM me. DM me on Twitter, X, whatever the heck it's called now. And I'll tell you, here's some of the guys that I've looked at. Here's some of the guys I like. And you're going to say, hey, these guys are talented. The running back landscape is changing. That doesn't mean it's bad. There was a time mm-hmm. when people thought Zach Evans was going to be a generational prospect. Remember that? Things change all the time. It happens quickly. Put the narrative to bed. I see it in our Discord too, Caleb. This running back class is not bad. I'm watching you, buddy. <laughs> hey, it's got Jonathan Brooks in it. It can't be that bad. Jonathan Brooks did declare. I kind of wish he wouldn't have. I wish he would have came back and played another year, but I get it. Um, I mean, they got they got another they got another stud running back there. Texas just has yeah. the pipeline of running backs. They got CJ Baxter there, who's a freshman this year. I like. CJ. And there's really a good. there's another guy too who's going to be coming out in a couple years. He's only a freshman right now. Omarion Hampton from North Carolina. I saw a lot of him when I was scouting Drake May and Tez Walker. And uh, I believe he was actually a sophomore this year, Mike. I thought he was a freshman. I could very well be wrong. But uh, check out Omarion Hampton. I really like his game a lot, and he's bigger than I thought he was too. He looks smaller. He's just got good pad height when he runs. So good pad here. So, uh, but that's all I got for you guys. Also please check out Cody Schrader and a great story as well. Oh yeah. Love so. me some Cody Schrader, which Bob coined the term Cody Shredder. Shred- Schrader the Shredder. I got to give Bob something for that. Yeah. Bob, you get this. You got fire in your gut. There you go. <laughs> Fuck each other again. All right. That's going to be it for <laughs> us. So until next time, everybody, thank you for listening. Nate, I'm Mike. We'll see you later. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. 
and it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals, everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.